Heidi Bolt. Hi, how are you? I'm great. How are you? Fantastic. Good. Well, if this is your first time listening, we would just want to say welcome. Thank you for checking us out. If you found us on Instagram or friends shared, we're so glad that you're here with us today. And the goal of this hour is just to discuss some of the ordinary things in life, Heidi, that are extraordinary. Right. I think sometimes we overlook the ordinary because they, they're not the big thing. Right. Um, or they maybe the world doesn't see them as successful. But I have found in my life, and I know we've talked about this many times, that it's actually the small things that are the biggest things. Right. It's the ordinary that is extraordinary. Right. And when we start to view it through that lens, we just find so much more joy in ordinary life. Yeah, and I think, Heather, when you and I were dreaming about this podcast, mm -hmm. we said we want to discuss this beautifully ordinary life. Yes. And we want to bring people on as guests who the world might see as ordinary, but who we see as extraordinary. Yes. And give them a platform to share their story. Yes. And what God's done in their life and is doing in their lives. And so I would, I'd be lying if I said I have not been looking forward to this episode with these guests since the beginning. Yes, since the beginning. They have been on our top top five list mm -hmm. um, to record and get their stories for since the beginning. Yes. So, and I think it's so cool because everyone has people in their life that they see as superheroes. Right. Um, and these are some of our superheroes yes. in many ways. And I think we'll get into that a little bit more. But um, we're just so glad that you're here with us today. And we want to introduce you to two very very special people in our lives, people who have helped make us into who we are today, and that is our grandma and grandpa Candler. Hi guys. Greetings. We're so glad that you're here. Are you excited to be here? Oh, we're excited to be here. So I have a question. Have either of you ever listened to a podcast? No. Did you did you know what a podcast was when I called and asked you to be on our podcast? It, no. <laughs> Okay, but have you listened to the radio? Not much. A long time ago, did you? Yes. yes. Okay, so it's basically oh, yeah. just like... Gabriel Heater. Okay. Yeah. Okay. You ever heard of Gabriel Heater? Uh, no, sure sure haven't. Nope. Nope. <laughs> he was a newscaster way back in the 40s. Okay. Well, Grandpa, you're giving your age away. Be careful here. <laughs> <laughs> That's all right. You'll probably find it out anyhow. <laughs> Okay, so we want to do a proper introduction. Um, their names are Owen, actually Thomas Owen, yes. Candler, but he goes by Owen. He yes. goes by Grampy to us. Yes. <laughs> and Ida Candler. And they are our mom's parents. Yes. But I do want to point out one thing. Um, our dad lost his parents when he was very young. And right. so you guys have been really the parents to our dad, too, that he never had. And so I just want to publicly say thank you for that. Yeah. Thank you for being a mom and a dad to him um, because he didn't. He had awesome grandparents who raised him, but he, he didn't have that mom and dad figure until you came into his life. So yeah. thank you for that. And I know he loves you guys so much. He's always... And we respect him. Yeah. He's always looking out for you. Yes, so, he is. Yeah. Yep. We just had Mother's Day yesterday, yes. Heidi, and Dad called me to say, hey, let's play in a Mother's Day. I want to take Grandpa and Grandma and your mom out That's great. for Mother's Day. So I yeah. love that. I love it. And you had some fantastic pie. Uh, what kind of pie did you have yesterday? I had coconut. Me too. Oh. And it was yummy. It was so good. Did you eat it at the restaurant? No, that was my supper last night. Yes, yes. me too. <laughs> did you have pie, Grandpa? I Brought some home, rhubarb. Rhubarb. Oh, I could have guessed you'd have ordered yeah. rhubarb. Was it just rhubarb or strawberry rhubarb? Rhubarb. Okay. 
It was pretty good. Yeah, pretty, pretty good. good. Pretty good pie. Well, one of the things that we ask all of our guests on the H and H Hour is to tell us a little bit about themselves, about your lives, and who you are as people. So, who wants to start? <laughs> Grandpa's pointing at Grandma. <laughs> it doesn't have to be real long. It can be simple. Okay. First of all, I feel that I'm a child of God. Amen. I'm a wife of about 63 years. Did you forget? Yes. (laughs) It's okay. It's okay. I forget too. Because I'm having an anniversary just in a few weeks. Yes, you are. So I have to remember that. Did you hear that? Well, and I love your guys' anniversary because you have been married exactly 50 years longer than I have been married the same weekend. So we actually, Kip and I had to miss your 50th anniversary party because we were on our honeymoon. Yes, you did. So sorry about that. (laughs) Maybe we'll take you to dinner to celebrate. There you go. And I'm a grandmother of 18. Wow. Grandchildren and a lot of spouses, Mm -hmm. a great-grandmother of 14 and a half. 14 and a half. (laughs) Because one's still cooking? One's still in the burner. Okay. (laughs) And we have no idea how many there'll be when they're all finished. A plethora. So many. (laughs) So many. And I enjoy being with my family, my church family, and my family. Yes. And I've enjoyed playing games with them. Used to, it was some kind of ball. Yep. But through the years, that's changed and has become table games. Grandma, do you remember playing croquet? Oh, in, yes. We in the churchyard? A, we played a lot of croquet. I still love croquet because of you. Played in the churchyard in Grand Ridge. Well, we played a lot of that. and We played kickball in Grand Ridge. Yes, we did. In fact, and, a few weeks back, I was at Heather's house with her, and she and Bennett and Juliet and Crosley were in the yard getting ready to play croquet. And Bennett kept telling Heather, Mom, you aren't, you do not, these are not the right rules. You don't know how to play. And I thought Heather was going to lay the smack down. <laughs> Because she was like, oh, you don't tell me how to play croquet. I have been playing croquet for mm-hmm. about 5,000 years. Well, he wanted to set set it up wrong. Like, there's oh. only one way to set it up, in my mind, and it's the way Grandma did it. That's right. So <laughs> she put the smack down. Okay. And then, now that I am to sit down a lot, I read a lot, but then I always have. Yes, you have. And I thoroughly enjoy reading. And then I enjoy just being at home with Grandpa and watching the Cardinals. Boo. Is she allowed to say that on this podcast? We might have to edit that out. We might have to. No, you better not. (laughs) Go Cubs. You are my favorite Cardinal fans, so it's okay. Okay. That was awesome, Grandma. That was. All right. I, uh, I was born in Lynchburg, Virginia, back in 48. Hmm. No. 31. <laughs> and uh, I graduated in 48. There you go. But uh, I had Christian parents, mm. and that is a God-given grace mm. because 
they were so good to me and so disciplined to, to me that I enjoyed them. I can remember the time when I would go out and lay on the ground, look up in the sky and see the stars up there and dad would look at them and say, there is God's magnificent creation. Mm, I love that. Along with you. Mm. Wow. <laughs> and uh, he used to take a organ every Wednesday to a cottage prayer meeting and there they would study the Bible. Mm, wow. And he was so good he had heart trouble he never would take me fishing or hunting or anything like that because he couldn't do it hmm. and so he died at age of 39 when i was only 16 years of age wow. i'd graduated from high school in 48 and uh a week and three days later he died hmm. i told him i had a call to the ministry he said, son, if it's the Lord's will, I'll see that you get through school. Oh. Week and three days later, he died. Wow. I didn't think it was the Lord's will, so I ran away from the call to ministry mm -hmm. for two years. Turned two trucks over on me. But the Lord brought me through it. Mm -hmm. And... Uh, I went to Asbury College to get my education. There I met a young lady in the registration line who had the blackest hair <laughs> and it was so prettiful I had to start up a conversation with her. And we've been conversing for about, what, 63 years? I love it. Yeah, or longer, including our courtship. So that gets me to the place where I got the love of my life with my wife. Mm. And I enjoy that so much. Mm. And also, when we were at Asbury, his first roommate was the boyfriend of my best girlfriend. Okay. So we were just really thrown together. Yeah. And then one time, even the teacher put everybody, he said, I put everybody in alphabetical order except the two in the middle. And he put us side by side. Oh, <laughs> like God ordained this marriage. So Grandpa, I have a question for you. When your dad passed away, is that what caused you to turn away from the Lord for a couple of years or run from your calling for a couple of years? Run from my calling. Okay. Because of grief? Not knowing what to do. Not knowing if that was really the call to the Lord. Okay. Uh, but I guess I hadn't really been born again, you may say. Okay. I was living on my mom and dad's religion mm. and faith. And that was a great thing, but it wasn't personal. Yeah, yeah. I had to get down on my knees and ask for forgiveness myself. Yeah. Mm. And I got that. Yeah. Mm. And uh, it made all the difference in the world to me because I learned how to how to follow his leading. Wow. I had a good minister, uh, L.G. Tunnell, and he just sort of put his arms around me and led me on. I said, I want to be like that guy. Mm. 
That is so awesome. Leading other people. And I tried to be. So your dad, what did he do as a prof- as a profession? What was his career? Dad used to make uh, combat boots for the servicemen. Wow. And mom did too. Uh, but then he, they went on strike and he went on to a contractor and became a bookkeeper for a contractor. Okay. And I worked for the contractor sometime. And I'd travel around with him. He'd pay me 30 cents an hour. 30 cents. And uh, if he had to lay brick, I'd make the mud for him. Hmm. And if he had to do something else, I'd help him out. I was sort of his helper. And he taught me a lot of things about construction. So you're a phenomenal woodworker. Is that where your love for woodworking started? No, my love for woodworking came when when uh, Robin, my oldest, uh, my yes. youngest daughter, uh, brought home a clock that she had made and said, Dad, this thing has got hills and hollows in it. <laughs> and it, it did. And so I helped sand it out. And it, the more I worked on it, the prettier that wood got. Hmm. And so I just said, hey, I'd like to do some woodworking. Hmm. And so I piddled with it and uh, got a few things made. One of the things that Grandpa, you gifted to all of your grandchildren um, were these are these gorgeous cedar chests. Yeah, and we all have them, and they're they're not small; they're large, mm-hmm. and Beautiful. so like they're all unique. None of them are the same. Mine is has my name on the front of it, and the thing that I love about it when we moved into our home almost four years ago, I remembered that there was a note inscribed on the bottom of it. So we flipped it up on its end, and I read the note from you, and it's something that I'll be able to cherish and be able to passed down to my kids and my grandchildren. They were individually made. (laughs) So cool. They're so beautiful. For the persons that got them. Yes. Okay, so I have another question. You said your dad, it was it every week he would take his organ and go lead a Bible study? Go be a part of a Bible study? Yes. So he was really in ministry as well, even though it wasn't his paid profession. He was a servant of the Lord. Yes. (laughs) Yes. Yes. Yeah. Which is what we're all called to, right? Yes. Yeah. Well, I just, I love that because it's it's such a neat thing to see generation after generation pick up that call. Right. Whether it's their paid profession or they just recognize that they're a servant of the Lord. Yeah. So your dad and then you and Heidi and I both are so passionate about ministry and about the church and about Mm -hmm. seeing people find Jesus. Mm -hmm. And I love to see how God allows that just to trickle down generation. Like we didn't know grandpa's dad, but his, his heritage was passed down to us. And love does trickle down. Sometimes it gushes down too. (laughs) Yes. So good. What would you guys say, um, has been one of your secrets, if you will, to having a healthy marriage? Oh, I think we need to give compliments. Hmm. I thank mom for every meal. (laughs) You do. Uh, We need to plan together and to follow through on those plans. We need to be patient, Mm -hmm. just like with your kids. Mm -hmm. And uh, love each other and tell him or her so very often. 
Have fun. Yeah. Don't just be straight-laced all the time. <laughs> Have fun. Work on a budget together. Yes. That is one of the chief breaker-up of marriages I know of is finances. Yes. So work on a budget and try to stay close to it. So wise. It'll help you a lot. Yeah, that's good. Grandma, do you have any input? Well, I was also blessed with having parents that worked in the church mm -hmm. and my mother taught Sunday school mm -hmm. as long as I can remember when I was growing up she was always teaching the nursery class mm -hmm. well then later here I was in Sunday school I was teaching the nursery class mm -hmm. <laughs> dad taught older ones and Dad helped start a camp meeting. He was one of them on the board there. And one year we were at the camp meeting and this was right after we were married. So we were sleeping in the tent. My bed was right up against the tent. And here somebody came bumping into my tent with the car. And guess who that was? Grandpa. <laughs> Wait a minute, with the car? Oh yes, with the car. He ran into your tent with the car? Yeah, yeah he wasn't going over 50 miles an hour. <laughs> <laughs> it was just a little nudge. Oh my God. Just, just to scare me a little, let me know that he's there. Trying to get it? her attention? Yes. I got it. You got it? <laughs> she still remembers a it. Yell. And I yell. Yes, she still remembers it. <laughs> I hear about it every once in a while. <laughs> and mother would always take flowers to the camp meeting and to church. Yeah. It would be hard to get her out of the house on time because she had to get her Sunday school papers all ready, had to get flowers all ready, <laughs> and, and also when I was little they always had Preachers. We called them preachers then, mm -hmm. not pastors. Sure. We like preacher. Yeah, we do. And we always had them at our house. Mm -hmm. Our house was their home away from home. Mm -hmm. I remember one night we had a, some kind of a convention at our church. So there were about seven pastors that came to our house. Mm -hmm. And I was just a little kid. And I thought, you know, how much these men love God, but how crazy they were. <laughs> they loved having fun. Wow. And in fact, they even took one out and dumped him in the horse tank. <laughs> <laughs> and another time, one of the preachers came and got to the door and threw his, house across, his hat across the room. He says, well, I'm home now. Hmm. And and they might come right at mealtime when we were in the middle of dressing about 50 chickens to freeze and can. Well, mother had a real nice meal for them, you know, no big deal. Wow. And then later on, when I was a pastor's wife, I'd have the same thing to come. Yeah. Mealtime, ready for a meal. I just had a baby, but yeah. <laughs> we enjoyed our preacher's company. 
Grandma, not that long ago, we did a podcast on hospitality. Mm -hmm. We talked about how hospitality is a biblical thing. Mm -hmm. Jesus talked about opening your home and serving with love. And we talked about the women that have influenced our hospitality being our mom and you. And it's so cool to hear that. So your mom, Grandma White, is the person that taught you to do that. Oh, she was always having, we never knew who would be there for Sunday dinner. Sure. And we would have 4-H um, winter roasts at our house so that all the kids could come and have a party. Yeah. And they were 4-H leaders, which I'll talk more about later. So your, your mom and dad had a, a healthy marriage, a great marriage then. Oh, yes. Is that what you feel gave you the, the, like the idea of what type of marriage you wanted? Probably so. Yeah. Well, and I love that um, your maiden name was White. So Grandpa and Grandma White were our great-grandparents. And so we affectionately called their house, or you affectionately called their house, the White House. Yeah. Right? And I'm old enough to remember it. I oh, yeah. Um, it was this beautiful white farmhouse that set up on this hill on this farmland. And I just remember going there as a little girl and it was so peaceful mm -hmm. and there was so, there were so many exciting things to discover. And, and they always the had something growing. Raspberry patch. Yeah. Something growing. It was in the garden. I have or... really great Mushrooms memories. on the mountains. Yes. Yeah. Yes. I've really, in fact, last year, my family and I were hiking at a state park and there was this opening with all of this tall grass growing and it, as soon as we came into it, it reminded me of going back towards the woods where there was mm -hmm. that pasture area at mm -hmm. Grandpa and Grandma White's house. And I just had this memory of that. And I was telling Chris and my kids about it because I remember being at Grandpa and Grandma White's house. We need to give God thanks for our memories. Yes. They absolutely. are so nice there. It was, it's great to have a good memory. It really is. It's a blessing. It really is. Well, one thing we love to ask all of our guests is we have two questions and we ask everyone. Um, so grandpa, I'll start with you. What is something that makes you feel ordinary? Oh, ordinary. I don't know. I feel awesome. <laughs> I feel like I, I feel like the, the, something is happening within me that wants me to get out and win other people to the Lord Jesus Christ. Yeah. And, uh, I guess that is extraordinary. Yes. That is awesome. Yes. And sometimes the extraordinary becomes the awesome part. I'm studying about uh, Jonah in our Sunday school lesson nowadays. And, and you know why God called Jonah? Why? He loved the people of Nineveh. Mm. And he wanted Jonah to go there and get them out of their sinful ways. Yeah. And... Uh, uh, to follow along that in those four chapters of, of uh, Jonah mm -hmm. is just amazing how he worked. Mm -hmm. Prepared a fish. How long did it take to prepare that fish and to mm -hmm. have it there at the right place at the right time? Mm -hmm. He was working on both ends, mm -hmm. God was. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yep. And that's extra. That's awesome. That is. <laughs> That is awesome. Yeah. Ordinary. Uh, I like the extraordinary awesomeness of God. I do too. 
I do too. That's so good. I love it. That's such a great answer. What about you, Grandma? What feels ordinary about you? Well, ordinary, I just feel like I'm a, another person. I'm not really outstanding in anything. And I'm retired. So I think there's a lot of people like that. Mm-hmm. But then when I think about the extraordinary, I just, like he said, I feel so blessed to have had Christian parents. Mm-hmm. And when I'm talking about this part, I'm really wanting the young couples who have children and if they don't have children they have somebody that's watching them yeah and like you said earlier just the little things a little comment that they say or a little thing that we see or do affects our whole life. Mm -hmm. It helps us to learn what Jeremiah says, I have plans for you. Mm. And one thing that that I just want all these young couples to, to know that nothing's too little for them to help their children to become children that are Christian children. Mm -hmm. And as I look back, and I doubt if too many people have looked back as much as I've thought about this, looking back, I look back and see how many things in my life has been teaching me to be a mother, a grandmother, a pastor's wife. Yes. And one thing that um, prepared me was like when I was talking about all the preachers coming to our house. He was getting me used to being among pastors preparing you yeah and he was getting me used to um maybe having a heart for him yes and so that i could um, help others in their journey Mm -hmm. faith Mm -hmm. that's really good grandma that's Um, really good so grandpa you were a pastor for many, many, many years as your profession. How many years did you pastor? 42. 42 years. 42 years. I've served churches for two years, four churches at one time. Wow. And uh, I Wait, finally I... got to, I had one church and I could attend Sunday school. <laughs> I like that. Explain that to us because that is almost unheard of today. Four churches at one time. We used to call it a Methodist circuit. Okay. And you go around to each of these churches. These were all fairly close together. Okay. And they were 
The only problem was that two of them were on fast time, two of them were on slow time. <laughs> and I was on no time. I, <laughs> uh, it was fun. So you would go and preach at each church on a Sunday morning? No, I would preach at two churches on a Sunday morning. Okay. One on a Thursday night okay. and one on a Sunday night. Okay. The wow. same The same sermon? Or did you mix it up? I mixed it up. I mixed it up a little bit, I think. If there's any pastors listening right now and you're griping and complaining about preaching one message <laughs> to per one week church. to one church, get over yourself. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's right. And they each each of the four churches paid $600 a year salary. Wow. So, wow. so you were making $2,400 in yes. a year. Yes. And did you have children at this point? At 50, in 54. In 1954, you were making $2,400. Yes. Your mother was As a born. full-time pastor. No, and Cindy was born. Cindy was born during when that we time. Were, Okay, churches. so if you are alive and you make more than thirty thousand dollars <laughs> in ministry, complaining. Wow, <laughs> and and so you obviously had to have other sources of income in order to be able to Not serve. Not at that time. Wow. My parents lived on the farm. Okay, they had cows, they had chickens. Okay, and they canned a lot. And they shared with us. They Provided brought it to us. Bless their hearts. Wow. And, and there were other people in the church that did the same thing. So right. they helped take care of so you. So they helped take care of me. They would wow. bring us a rabbit. And I was going to school at the same time. Sure. Now at that time, because I remember as a child when you were pastoring, you guys lived in a parsonage. So a church, yes. a home that the church owned. Was that pretty much throughout your whole pastorate? The whole career? pastorate. I always okay. lived in a parsonage. And did okay. the church provide that? Close to the church or within two blocks of the church. Wow. Okay. So that helped with some of the expenses then. And uh, I, we never did build up any equity in the home yeah. until we'd retired. Wow. And the good Lord helped us there. Yeah. Wow. So... Um, Heather and I have both been in church ministry for a long time now, and I would say one of the very outstanding reasons I started in ministry anyway is because of the example you guys set. You know, I just remember being a young girl, being in your church very, very often and seeing you guys serve people and love people so well and knowing that that's something I wanted to do also. Um, so there's that really positive side of ministry that we get to see. But I think that sometimes serving people, it can be a little bit of a thankless job. Sometimes. Oh, so yeah. 42 years of being a pastor, Grandpa, were, were there ever days or maybe weeks or seasons in your ministry where you kind of felt like you wanted to give up? Uh, there were a couple of times, but I forgot for what it was. It's you good forgot. to have a good forgetter. <laughs> Uh, and it's so trivial. Yeah. Mm. Sometimes we get so stirred up about something that's trivial. And uh, I'm glad I don't remember. That's so cool. <laughs> that's that's a good word for somebody. It is. We're maybe tripped up on something that's trivial, but we're letting it affect the call of our life. So you're looking back now, Grandpa. How many years have you been retired? I was retired in 96. So 21 years. Aren't when you we so got glad? married, we I started in the ministry. When you got married, wow. at church ministry. 
Wow. So aren't you so glad that you, looking back now, aren't you so glad that you didn't quit? It wasn't in the cards. It wasn't in the cards. <laughs> it wasn't in God's will, let's yeah. say that. Yeah. But you yeah. had obedience to follow his will. I think so often we get to choose whether we want to follow the will of God or the will of ourself. And clearly you made those steps to follow the path God had for you. I don't regret it. Yeah. I don't regret it. That's so cool. When I think of the little things that have happened that that um, <clears throat> brought us to the point of influencing our children, my dad said once, now he was strict, but he loved us. Yeah. We knew he loved us. Mm -hmm. And Dad said, well, Christians just don't drink, play cards, or dance. <laughs> and I knew with, with the playing cards, he meant gambling. Okay. Because, you know, that can just lead to so many problems. Yeah. I knew a man later in my life that gambled, and his wife didn't have his paycheck when he came home because mm -hmm. he had gambled it. Mm -hmm. yeah. And then when he talked about drinking, I had gone to town with mother because we always took our chicken eggs over to town mm -hmm. and went to different grocery stores and they had orders for us to bring their our eggs to them. Wow. Well, when I was sitting out in the car which you wouldn't be allowed to let your child do now. Sure, right. <laughs> but anyway, I was sitting out there and I looked over across the street and here was this man all bent over, just vomiting and vomiting. Regurgitating. <laughs> you know, I've thought about that, but regurgitating just seemed like too nice of a word <laughs> for the picture that I've had in my mind of him all these years. Yeah. That just... That, that just really you. stuck with me. Yeah. And I thought, oh, I don't ever want my kids, I don't ever want to do that. Yeah. And then we went, when I was a teenager, a bunch of us went to, to a ball game. And these people were acting pretty rowdy and kind of obnoxious. And I said, what's the matter with them anyway? They're drunk. <laughs> oh, yeah. Well, I didn't know. Sure. I hadn't been around anybody that drank. Yeah. So, believe me, that really put... Stuck with you. ...a passion in me not to have my kids drink. Mm -hmm. Now, Daddy didn't mention drugs. Well, who ever heard of drugs at that time? Mm -hmm. Sure. But when I first went to my first English class in college, I was told that I was going to be writing a term paper on heroin. Oh, wow. And I thought, what is that? Wow. And then later I told the kids, well, if you're on drugs and you get sent to jail, don't ask me to come and bail you out. <laughs> <laughs> and you tough know, love there. That would be tough love. Yeah, yeah. But I loved them enough that I did not want them on drugs. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And another thing I think that um, 
on for these young parents. I want them to think about is all the little things that they say. Mm -hmm. uh, of course, I knew as a kid we weren't we didn't tell lies. We knew that was wrong. Sure. But then nowadays I hear people say. Oh, I'll do so-and-so and so-and-so. -and -so. Oh, let's do so-and-so. And, you know, they don't, as soon as they've said it, it skipped their mind and they've forgotten what they said. Mm -hmm. Well, then you look at your child and your child comes back and doesn't do what you told him. Well, where did he get this? Mm -hmm. He got it from mom or dad because mom, told and so-and-so that he'd do something right and didn't carry through so please carry through yeah that's good advice grandma that is good that's advice. really good we all can learn from that so grandpa you've studied God's Word for a long time and you've taught God's Word and we got to sit in your sermons mm. when we were little and hear you preach in your deep southern voice mm-hmm um, so how did that shape your perspective on God the Father? I just wanted to walk what I preached. And uh, I think that's exactly what we've got to do. We've got to do what we say. Mm -hmm. Be truthful. Mm -hmm. And live with love. Uh, God the Father is a loving God. And uh, I forever want to be a loving father. Mm -hmm and a loving husband and love the people who are God's children. That's good. Yes. That's really good. So you you got to do something that's on my bucket list. Do you know what a bucket list is? Yeah. <laughs> yeah? So one of the things on my bucket list is I would love to visit Israel, the Holy Land. Oh, and you you put that at the top of the list. At the top of the list? So the you, the list. you got to visit the Holy Land. Can you tell us about that? Oh, yes. I thought I was going to a third world country. Mm -hmm. This was back in 77, 1977. I got over there and they had solar heating for their water. Hmm. Wake <laughs> up, Owen. <laughs> Gee whiz. Uh, this these people are up and coming. Yeah. And I we sang the song I walked today where Jesus walked. Mm, wow. And that was so powerful. On the way back on the bus you just had a that feeling within you that you was gonna bubble over. Mm. <laughs> that God was working in you and showing you where he had been with Jesus, his son. And uh, some of the places was stony. And as scripture says, walk carefully unless you dash your foot against a stone. Yeah. Sinful. They had the uh, tomb of the, at the old Golgotha. Mm -hmm. Empty tomb, right close to it was the bus station, right in the middle of all the ins and outs. Wow. That's where God wants to be. Yeah. Oh. That's where Jesus wants to be, right in the middle of all the bustle of the world. 
and influence it and to make it worthwhile. Oh, I walked today where Jesus walked. Mm. Wow. Put it at the top of your list. Okay. (laughs) And when we retired and went to our church, one of the men said, well, to back up, when we had singers at our church when I was a little girl, quartets, oh, I'd always just fall in love with the bass singer. (laughs) And I just thought the bass singer was the greatest. (laughs) Well, then guess what? Hey, so Grandpa, what type of singer are you? I sing bass. (laughs) (laughs) And when this man, when we retired, says, we have our own George Beverly Shea right here. Mm. (laughs) Now, for those that are too young, he sang with Billy Grimm. Wow. Wow. I wonder if Grandpa would sing for us when we're done here. Uh, I know podcast. when to quit. Oh. <laughs> How about after we turn the recording off? <laughs> I'll secret, secretly hit record. So, Grandpa, what would your advice be maybe for someone that might be feeling called into ministry? Prayerfully answer God saying, I will follow you. Hmm. That's what those disciples did. When he said, come follow me, they dropped their nets. They dropped their account book. That was Matthew. Yeah. And they followed Jesus. Yeah. Hallelujah. Yeah. Hallelujah. It isn't one that you want to get into, though, unless you are called. Yeah. Why do you say that, Grandma? Because I'm thinking they would not make a good pastor. Mm. They would get discouraged right away and drop out. Because it's tough. It is tough. Mm -hmm. And it's wonderful when you know that God's called you. Yeah. But it's not something to get into just because you think they work on Sunday. Sure, right. Did you ever think you'd have so many grandchildren pursuing ministry? No, No. I don't think I ever did think that. Yeah. So with you guys having raised four children, loved many of your children in loves, as we call them, or children-in-law, and now so many grandchildren and great-grandchildren. Grandpa, we'll start with you. What would you want your legacy to be left for all of us? Well, I want them to remember that they will have children of their own and they will pay for some of the things that they did to their moms. (laughs) They will also appreciate them more that way. And sometimes some people say, which is your favorite? <laughs> the one that I'm with. Mm, that's good. Is my favorite at that time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I think that is the way it should be, one on one. So I got two favorites today. <laughs> yes. Yay. Well, when we're all together, there's a lot of us, and it gets busy and, and loud. And I can't understand any of you. Yeah. You're a different generation. <laughs> <laughs> Heidi and I Just are think of all the, the technology that has happened it's, in the last 
50 years. It's I don't I don't know. I have a hard time keeping up with it and I've lived through it all. I I think it's incredible that you all can even keep up with part of it. That's amazing. Well, cuz yeah, you email this, this is God expanding our knowledge. He got all this stuff prepared for us at the beginning. Yeah. yeah. Medic medicine. Yes. Yep. Uh, technology. Mm. How in the world can you make pictures go out through them airways? <laughs> I don't know, but I'm sure going to watch TV. <laughs> I'm going to use electricity. Yeah. I'm going to see these people walk on the moon. Yeah. Walking yep. on the moon. Yeah. That's a part of God's creation. Mm -hmm. And just think they're thinking about Mars now. Yep. Yeah. Yep. What'll happen in fifty years from now? Your kids are gonna know and marvel at it. Yes, that's mm -hmm. true. And their and their kids. And God's not through with this old earth yet. No. Mm -hmm. Now there are a lot of times I get so discouraged because sinfulness has taken over, riots and this and that and the other. But God is still working. Yeah. He's working and God has got the upper hand. Yes. Yes, he does. <laughs> That's so good. I love awesome. It. it is awesome. And I love that you said that because I feel like so many people get so down on our world. Mm -hmm. they, they, and they talk about how horrible it is and all the bad things that are happening. But I think there are so many wonderful things happening. And when I think about technology, I think about how the gospel is being able to be spread. I mean, even just our little podcast right here can be heard across the whole world. We have people in Chile that listen to it, in Argentina, over in England. We have people all over the world that listen to this podcast. And, you know, 100 years ago, that wouldn't have been possible. Right. And we get to share the gospel. And so I think there are so many wonderful things happening in our world right now. Yeah. I love absolutely. it. Absolutely. I got to preach to the children of our church last week, and we were talking about the Holy Spirit, and specifically about how God's, God's view is so much higher than ours. And I shared with them actually an analogy that you shared with me when I was a little girl. I was up in your, um, in your office with you at church, and you were, I think, preparing a message, but you always had the kids come up front first, and you would give the kids a little mini message before you would preach. <laughs> You know the adults love that more than the kids. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. what, well, was that, what was that called? Children's service. Children's service. Children's service. Okay. Children's but I remember you saying to me, you said, Heidi, say you were watching a parade, but you were behind a fence, and you had to watch the parade through this little peephole. All you would be able to see was what was right in front of you. And you said, you need to remember that God's view is far above that fence, and he Absolutely. can see the start of the parade and the end of the parade. He can see the whole thing. And so you got to trust that God's ways are higher than your ways because you can't see it all. And I was a little girl and I remember you saying that. Now, I don't know if that was your own analogy or if you ripped that off of someone else, <laughs> but it was a good one because I remembered it. And I preached that to our kids at church last Sunday. And it was so cool just to remember as I was literally standing on a ladder preaching to them sharing that analogy of God's view versus my view. And I was recalling you teaching me that as a little girl. I was probably five years old, yeah, five or six. Yeah, I did get through, didn't I? You got through. <laughs> you got through. So, you got through in more than one way, Grandpa. 
Yeah, I just think it's so important to publicly thank the people that have helped get you to where you're at. You know, I, I got a letter one day from some girl, a boy, it said something about, you remember me back in the so-and-so years in this church? No, I didn't remember them too much. <laughs> but thank you for influencing my life. Mm. I was walking three foot off the ground. <laughs> Man, it. tell your people. Yes. Tell them. Yes. Let them tell their pastors and their loved ones and their spouses that, you have helped me so much mm -hmm. to live a Christian life. That's really good. So good. Grandma, I have to tell a couple of stories about you just because I love them so much. So you're a planner. You're always very prepared. When you go on vacation or you go on a trip, how far in advance do you pack your suitcase? Well, <clears throat> I might get the suitcase out a month in advance, okay. especially if we're like when we're going to Minnesota and we'll be there for three weeks. Right. I would start in and just put it in as I think about as it. As you think of things, yeah. Because at the last minute, I never knew who might come. Right. Or what I might be doing. Right. So if he said, oh, let's go today. Okay, you need to I'm be ready. ready. Well, and we teased you about that. We do. Oh, yes. We tease you about that. But I think it's so great because you were always prepared. And mm -hmm. I, I think I have learned how to be prepared um, better because of your example of that. Sure. But then the other really great story just happened yesterday. And I have to tell this because I loved it so much. So we went to Mother's Day dinner and you and Grandpa had on coordinating shirts. And you have on coordinating shirts today. And I looked over and I said, did you plan it? And you said, well, yes, of course I did. <laughs> and then you went on to tell me that in your closet, correct me if I'm wrong, you have your outfit and then grandpa's shirt. Grandpa's. 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 And then, mine. and then yours. And then grandpa's. And then yours. And they coordinate all of your outfits. And then grandpa, you have a closet that's just random stuff. Oh, boy. <laughs> <laughs> I love it that so much. The sweetest thing. That's how you have a successful marriage. Dress alike. I but, get more stuff out of my random stuff than I do out of the, the dress-up stuff. <laughs> but even on his random closet, he still wants me to go pick it get out, it out what he's going to wear. That is so sweet. I love it. I that love just that made too. I loved you before, but that made me love you even more. That's one of her wifely duties. One of her wifely duties. <laughs> Making sure you look sharp. I love it. Yes. I love it so much. So fun. Well, as we wrap this up, is there anything else that you just feel like I have to say this? Yes. I'd like to say mothers and fathers, make sure you teach your kids to work. Hmm. Make sure that they do their work before they're allowed to do anything else. Hmm. Make sure they get outside to play. Amen. And don't let them spend too long on their little electronic mm -hmm. games. Yep. They need that exercise. They need to learn to work. Yep. I don't know what I would have done if I hadn't known how to work. Mm, that's really good. That's good. Good advice. Grandpa, any last words? Keep on keeping on. Mm. Let the Lord lead you. 
It's so good. And then you say, I follow. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I love that you guys were willing to come and podcast with us today. I think that more effort and energy needs to be spent on my generation learning from the generations ahead of us. Because you guys have so much wisdom to offer. You have so much life experience. And that's not an old joke. (laughs) But you have lived so much life. And you've walked the paths that many of us are going to be walking. And so I am just so grateful that we get to, of course, we're your granddaughter, so we can do this on our own time. But I'm so thankful that we're getting to record this and put this out as a resource for other people, maybe behind us or in our same season of life, even people that are older that can learn so much from the words of wisdom you've shared. So thank you for being willing to do that. Thank you for having And just publicly, Heather and I, I can speak for both of us, I think, and for all of your grandchildren, you guys have set such a godly example of what it means to have a marriage that honors Jesus and to have parenting that honors Jesus. The way you love people and lead people is so inspiring, and it is so worthy of the honor that it brings to Jesus. So thank you for for doing that. Thank you for setting the bar of loving people so high because we have learned from it. And I believe that part of the leadership we're able to exhibit now is because of you guys. We've had good ones to love. Mm -hmm. Well, thank you so much for listening to this very special podcast. Maybe our favorite guest to date. Probably. (laughs) (laughs) So we're so glad that you have listened. If you want to hop on over to iTunes, you can hit the subscribe button so that you never miss an episode. And we have got, we mentioned this last week, Heidi, but Mm -hmm. we've got some really exciting guests coming up as well um, in the following weeks. So you want to make sure that you do subscribe so that you don't miss out on them. And as always, if you have any prayer requests, Heidi and I love to pray for you. So jump over to Instagram. We're at the H&H Hour on Instagram or Heidi Bolt and Heather E. Taves. And we um, shoot us a message and we will pray for you. And we've had women and men do that. And it's it's so encouraging for us to know that you're listening and that you, um, that you value us enough to give us your prayer request and, and ask us to pray and we will pray over them. So thank you so much for listening. We will talk to you next time.